Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. We appreciate you tuning in. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a little bit, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Craig Hurley. We're glad to be back on the radio this week. We have a lot to talk about. There's lots of things been going on in the news last week while we were out. And, of course, the news doesn't stop, so it's still happening this week as well. So thanks so much for tuning in. And we hope to hear from you. Uh, Give us a call if you have an opinion on anything we're talking about or you want to start a subject of your own. You can give us a call at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Feel free to call in. The phone lines are open. You'll be able to hear the show while you are on hold. So uh, Craig is having some technical difficulties calling in. We'll get started with him in just a moment. But uh, let's continue on to some of the subjects of last week um, that we didn't get to yesterday. Yesterday, we talked primarily about Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and what was going on there, um, which is still happening as we speak. And uh, we talked about a lot of other stuff. Let's go uh, try to catch up some things now. Um, I'm going to start with uh, we missed yesterday talking about the uh, police commissioner in New York City um, finally firing the officer, Daniel Pantaleo, um, the one that used a chokehold on Eric Gardner. Um, it's been five years in the running now. When it first happened five years ago, um, as you know, Eric Gardner was um, selling what they call, um, uh, 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 they're calling selling single cigarettes. Um, and so he, uh, I guess it's a common practice in New York City. Um, you get away from the taxes that way. And uh, so he was confronted by some policemen and was being a little confrontational, I guess, and resisting uh, a ticket. It's supposed to be a ticket for someone selling um, tobacco, right? Uh, you're unlawfully selling tobacco without a license, without taxing it, so forth, so forth. Um, so the most should be a ticket. It turned into a confrontation where he was put into a chokehold um, that is banned by the city of New York. Unfortunately, it's not illegal, just banned. And he said 11 times that he could not breathe afterwards, and they kept pinning him to the ground, and he 
uh, passed away for it. Um, they call them Lucy's, by the way. They call them selling Lucy's, which is a loose cigarette. So this happened five years ago. He he was killed. Uh, this Eric Garner was killed. Um, the State Department is not doing anything about it. The federal or federal judicial department, uh, William Barr himself, Attorney General, uh, said not to charge him with any crime, uh, not to charge the officer with any crimes against Eric Garner. Uh, there was no federal charges put with him, and there was only um, state charges. It turned out to be a New York City judge that ended up finally uh, deciding that uh, he was guilty of using this chokehold and uh, not guilty of the death, but guilty of using this chokehold. So they fired him from the department yesterday. The Commissioner James O'Neill. Looks like we do have Craig on the line. Craig, how are we doing, buddy? Hey, dude. Uh, sorry, just having a little technical difficulties here. It right. happens. It's, it's all good. We got the show started. We, we're jumping back into some of the news we missed over the week. We started with yesterday's news about uh, Commission, New York Police Commissioner James O'Neill um, firing Officer Daniel Pantaleo. Uh, finally, he was one of the, the officers death. that that was involved with the Eric Garner. Correct. Murder. Correct. Okay. And uh, that we all saw is, on video. Right. And like I said, he was uh, these police officers were already found not guilty of a crime by William Barr, the attorney general, by any federal prosecutors. Um, so this was done through the city of New York trial where a judge says and all he's guilty of is using a banned chokehold he's not it's not a a attempted murder or murder or anything like that right it's only he is guilty of using a banned chokehold because the chokehold is only banned and it's not outlawed which is what they're trying to do to it there is no federal crimes um that you can't be um charged with killing the person because he, it was just a banned chokehold. It's not an illegal. Right. It's uh, not illegal, which is really silly to me. It's like cutting a very small edge there, I think. But so the officer was fired yesterday. Of course, the police union immediately um, said they're going to appeal. So it'll be interesting to see what that happens. The guy has been on death duty for five years. Like, well, he's, he's on death duty for five years. Then he was suspended once the ruling came down from the judge that he was found right. guilty of using this banned process. So he has been suspended for two weeks now and it took the commissioner two weeks to actually fire him. To announce so, it. Uh, yeah, to announce that he was actually fired. He had to make the decision on it. Even though the judge found him guilty of any, the judge couldn't pronounce sentence. That's up to the police commissioner. So he was just suspended right. following the decision. And then the Police commissioner had to decide his sentence, so to speak, not the judge. And the sentence was for termination. But again, he's being terminated for using a banned chokehold, not for killing this guy, which is essentially what happened, because he used this this uh, chokehold. So interesting stuff. Took five years, and just thinking about it, I mean, the whole thing was for selling untaxed cigarettes on the street what they call Lucy's in New York city. It's happened so much. They have a term for it. They're called Lucy's. Right. Um, so because someone sold Lucy's, uh, the, the guy lost his life over it. 
And I've been hearing a lot of stuff about they're talking about broken window laws. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that. Maybe you are even more familiar than I am. But I guess is um, what they do is they call it either broken window districts or broken window laws where they the theory behind the broken window theory is that even though it's only a petty crime, like a broken window or something like that, it'll eventually lead to a more crime-ridden neighborhood. If you don't stop the smaller crimes, they'll gradually escalate into bigger crimes. So it's like taking a hardcore stance on smaller offenses like selling cigarettes in order to stop like selling a larger stuff happening one, later on. One at a time. I, I'm, I, I'm a smoker. Um, been a smoker since I was a kid. And I have almost on a daily basis been asked for a cigarette from, you know, strangers usually. Um, sure. People to me, uh, I, I usually deny them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like that. Uh, I don't want people around me smoking, but it's okay if I do, and it's okay if strangers do. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and almost all the time they offer me money. I mean, almost every single time. I right. usually refuse but there's been times where they where they like literally force me to take a quarter or you know force me to take fifty cents, and right. and I'm like I, I'm like I, yeah I don't I don't I don't want it you know and and here you can have a cigarette but um, but so then that means that I'm accused of uh, or I'm guilty of doing the same thing that Eric Garner was doing I I think that's really uh, pathetic um, to think that right. if somebody is selling cigarettes, that it will lead to uh, uh, if somebody's doing some petty crime like that, that it'll lead to you know worse uh, criminal activity. I, I don't I, I don't see how that. I can understand a broken window in a building not being a deterrent, but being attractive to a criminal and the area then becoming attractive to criminal activity. So I understand beautification when it comes to right. a township, you know, or, or a neighborhood. I understand that. And just cleaning up your side of the street, I totally get that. Um, but, you know, as far as people, this is a capitalist society. We, we should be able to sell whatever it is as long as it's already for sale. And, you know, it doesn't, and we're not selling to minors, then, you know, we should be able to do whatever. I don't, I don't understand how it, it, that thought process cause it could even happen. Because somebody's selling cigarettes, it means it's going to lead to other uh, criminal activity. That's, that's worse than selling cigarettes. Well, it's not the actual person. It's more of the area. It's, it's more, it's called broken window areas where they figure if they right. don't clamp down on, on crimes, on on smaller crime, it doesn't matter who's committing them. It doesn't matter what person committed them. But if they, if they start tramping down on smaller crimes throughout a neighborhood, it'll stop a, a buildup to bigger crimes in the neighborhood. Not necessarily that person. It doesn't mean Eric Garner was going to go on to do bigger crimes. It means that right. they stop a person well, who happened to be Eric Garner from don't. doing that small crime. Yeah, that's not that it would crimes. Stop crime. People walk into, I mean, as we've seen lately, 
Uh, people are walking into festivals and blowing people away. They, crimes don't, uh, you know, they don't just happen in in crappy neighborhoods. They happen right. all over the place. I guarantee right. you somebody's getting ripped off in Beverly Hills, California, right now. I guarantee it. Exactly. Some no, criminal exactly activity. Right. And, right, we are talking about Beverly Hills, so there's got to be some major corruption there. There's a lot of money. So some criminal activity is happening right now. And it's not, you know, that's one of the best neighborhoods in the world, right? At least most affluent. Right. No, very they have their own exactly. police. They have their own police force that is so into just Beverly Hills that during the riots in 90, when was that? 94? Um, uh, the, uh, the Rodney King riots. Um, the, uh, the police force in Beverly Hills didn't let anyone in or out of Beverly Hills. That's how fierce they were during, during the riots. <laughs> they were like their own, yeah, they called martial law and they didn't need it around Beverly Hills. The Beverly, Beverly uh, Hills police force is just, is, is run like a military. You know, they got a well, lot of money. It's an iconic there. building too. They have this huge building in downtown Beverly Hills. That's in every movie scene, of course, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, that, yeah, that the, police the uh, Beverly Hills Police Dude, Department is iconic. Dude, it's covered in gold. So. The police station is covered <laughs> in gold. That's 24-karat gold on top of that dome. Is it really? That's, I that's, didn't know that. Yeah, it's covered oh, in funny. gold. That's how <laughs> important they are. That's how important they are, Uh-oh. and that's how well-paid they are. And, yes, that's how important they are to the city of Beverly Hills. That is crazy. I did not realize that. I thought it was a gold dome on top there. But yeah, it is a very fancy and iconic police station. That's for darn sure. Yep. So anyway, we'll see what happens. The civil case is still going on by his mother and his and his daughter and son. So there's still a civil right. case against the New York yeah, we went police department. We went from New York to California. Um, right. Yeah. Well, yeah we're sorry. talking about the same thing. Uh, we're talking about police. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was um, it was kind of a bittersweet day for them. I think they were happy that the guy got fired finally after five years, but it's still, like I said, there's no there was no criminal wrongdoing ever figured. It was only he broke police procedures while he got fired over. Um, so right. it's kind of a bittersweet thing. But they they will have their day in court still. Like I said, they will be. Uh, they were able to sue him civilly, and we'll see what happens with that. And that was where the other three or four people that went, I think they're part of the plaintiffs as well. It's not just him that is uh, the only plaintiff, I think, on there. I think it's their other ones for not stopping it or something the like reason, that. But. The reason why they banned that chokehold is because it's killed people in the past. Right. So that's why it was banned, and that's why he shouldn't have been using it, because it ended right. up killing Eric Gardner. And and I'm not even sure. I, I have to read it again. I'm not sure if the chokehold is what actually killed him, or them because they also do this other maneuver. They do this other maneuver where they're putting their their knee into the back after already right, handcuffing right. the individual on the ground, which that's just going to suffocate somebody. Especially, I'm sorry, uh, people that are overweight. They're 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 going to get undue pressure put on top of ribs that are already handling too much pressure. So I, you right. know, I'm, I, I'm a little like weary about that, you know, as well, that, that maneuver. 
Well, that's why I said I have to read. I don't remember it exactly. Yeah, I don't remember if he died from the chokehold. I think he died from being pinned down to the sidewalk and his air being cut off down there more. But the chokehold exasperated the move. And that's, but I don't know if that was the actual cause of death. I don't honestly remember, but right. it's, uh, it was the preceding yeah, I'm not, I'm not thing sure that, that led to it. So, yeah. It could so have was the preceding circumstance. No, I'm sure it did not. That's for darn sure. Huh. Uh, okay. So, so that's, that's the Eric Garner story. We didn't get to that yesterday, but, uh, that, uh, officer is now suspended or now fired uh, from a suspension and the civil suit will go on against him and the four others involved in that. Um, I want to go into all. Uh, let's talk about these hate crimes. It's going to combine a lot of things. It's going to combine guns. The uh, president's backtracking. Oh, so on, it's okay. On, it's okay if I go on a tangent today, then. <laughs> it's okay. Sure. Exactly. If I talk about other well, stuff if, while we're if we try trying to keep, to stay yeah, on we try to keep it in the same area. I mean, we, we, this this yeah, kind no. of concerns background check. Um, because the president's reversed himself on background checks after his yeah two he went vacation. from from background checks to now it's about mental illness. I, I, right. Dude, you know, what is wrong with this guy? Well, it's just it, the. He was, he's doing NRA talking points now. He was on vacation for two weeks because we know what a hard worker he is. He doesn't give enough executive time. <laughs> so he was on his vacation for two weeks and it looks like he was visited by different people from the NRA. And now he's using their talking points that there's plenty of background checks. So we don't need more laws. It's not laws that kill people. It's people that kill people and da, 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 da. And so he has totally reversed himself from just a mere two weeks ago before he went on vacation. Um, But meanwhile, we have this stuff happening all over the country. Uh, We talked, I mean, we talked a little bit yesterday. Um, They arrested a guy in Florida. He sent a text message that he was planning a mass shooting. Um, He sent a text that said, a good hundred kills would be nice. He was arrested last Friday. His name is Tristan Scott Wicks of Daytona Beach, Florida, charged with making a threat to commit a mass shooting after the county sheriff there. Um, and the thing that I think we need to talk about is I can't believe how young all these people are. We're not talking about older people. I nah, Bill Maher being... has been talking about this too. It's a, it's a bunch of uh, millennials who don't have any friends and they don't have any like significant other. Um, they're uh, kind of geeky, at least, you know, that's what we would call them. Uh, they're very right. lone. They're very alone and they are lonely. Um, I, but they're you know, highly that functioning cause, too, which is what's weird. They are very highly functioning. Yeah, very strange. highly functioning usually. Um, I, and, but that you know that comes along with being a geek. I'm kind of geeky as well. Um, I you know I got all this information about weather and insects and, and just stupid things. You know, I mean it's just why well, I got I've got all this geeky information inside my head but you know i i tend to like you know talk it out like i you know i'm on your podcast and 
and I'm actually talking it out. And I'm, I'm, I tend to be concerned. I'm trying not to swear. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends in the past have, have said that I'm, I'm trying to figure out a word for me that I can actually, uh, that I can actually say, if I'm talking about myself, can I, can I actually, you know, use the word ass? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure that out. It is self, you know, uh, deprecating here. So, um, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of my friends that have bailed on me too and, and ghosted me as well. And, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not thinking about going out and shooting anybody. I don't, I don't understand it actually. I'm like, if you don't have friends, go freaking get some friends. You know, if you're lonely, go out, be social, go out, go, go and be somewhere. And it's right. just, it's just to me, you know, go out and be in public and, enjoy life. I, I don't, I, you know, even, even in the worst times of my life when I don't have any friends, I, I've been that way. I've been like, well, I'm just going to get out, just go out instead of just sitting inside and being all kind of woe is me. It doesn't, doesn't right. work. It doesn't work for anybody. It creates a psychosis. Well, and, and like I said, it's just, it's very um, troubling that it's this younger generation of, 21 to 25 year olds that this is happening with right now. Um, and like I said, like I said, yeah, they're, they're very right punchy. on the we... edge of that millennial and Gen Z thing. Gen Z right, sees it right. differently than the millennials do. And the millennial, he's, or they are right on the edge of the millennial from what I can tell all the, all the recent shows. Right. And personally, I think they're more susceptible. I think they're a lot more politically involved. I think they're susceptible to the to the rhetoric we're hearing from the president who doesn't condemn these white nationalist things. Um, I think yeah. that they are listening to this and they're believing more because uh, the younger these people are very socially and politically active. And uh, when well, the, you start the hearing grew up. Grew up with all of this. They, you know, they, they right. had a, a, a phone, a smartphone in their hands the second they were born. So, you know, they 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 grew up with all of this and and are more inundated than any other generation as far as any you know uh, fake news or any source that's unreliable. And I see a lot of people posting stuff that are of that generation that. I see my generation doing it too, but, um, and I call them out when they do, when it's like they're, they're posting things that I either instigating a problem, perpetuating a problem or are just completely false. And I'm like, you can't, you can't, people aren't going to trust you. Nobody's going to trust you if you start posting stuff that's just completely false. So you can't do it. And, and where they are, they have, constantly just been posting and posting and posting. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what it is, just as long as the information's out there. But the information is a lot of times just incorrect and 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 you know, so rude. I, I I'm trying to find ways and, and, and new words, dude, uh, which is extremely difficult for me and, and not not swearing. So, you know, it's just You're a wordsmith. You can do it. I have faith in you. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I, I, speaking of that, like I said, this has hit home twice for me in the past seven days here. Um, all of a sudden, my little neck of the woods has become ground zero, it seems. Uh, they both made national news. First off is an 18-year-old kid, Justin Olson from Boardman, which is literally 
I can throw a rock from my house. I'm in Poland. Boardman is the next uh, town over. So I can throw a rock wow. from my house and hit a Boardman street. So he is from Board- right. Boardman, literally within two miles from me. Um, this kid um, supposedly had gone in chat rooms on, I think it's called iFunny. It's, it's kind of supposed to be a a funny site, but he was doing these terrorist threats. And was talking about he was gonna he was get he was gonna shoot up gay bars he was gonna shoot up um, white supremacists he was gonna he had all these people he was targeting supposedly in this quote unquote I funny chat rooms and they tracked right. him down here to Boardman Ohio um, again the guy's name was Justin Olson uh, but his social media platform was obviously terroristic according to authorities. Um, he they searched his parents' house, and now it's originally it said that he had 25 guns and 10,000 rounds of ammunition. Um, wow. It turns out that it's saying locally in the local paper we learned yesterday, his dad is now claiming that he owns these 10, uh, 25 guns and 10,000 rounds of ammunition that supposedly was locked up, but the kid did have access to it. He stayed with both his mom and his dad. His mom and dad are divorced. He stayed with both of them. But I mean, the kid had access to a hundred or ten thousand rounds of ammunition, and twenty-five guns, some which were assault-type guns. So that's happening right now. He's he's been denied bail here in um, in Boardman, Ohio. And same thing, highly functioning. He was scheduled to go next week. He was on ROTC scholarship of all things to a University of Ohio. He was supposed to start next week. So highly functioning, yet doing all this hate diatribe online and access to all these guns. So it's very sad and that it really can happen. And military training, obviously, doing this ROTC thing. So obviously he has some kind of military background or is looking to go. He was only 18 years old. And then right. going the opposite direction, if you go five miles to the south instead <gasps> of a couple hundred yards to my west, um, they, a 20-year-old man, I know, it's crazy. A 20-year-old guy allegedly threatened to carry out a shooting at our local Jewish community center here in Youngstown, Ohio, which I've been to. They have a lot of nice programs there. They have a, it's a huge place. It's a gym where they let outside people, um, non-Jewish people, use access to the gym and pool. Uh, they have a lot of nice. great programs there. I know a programming, one of their program directors there. I know him personally. Um, but this guy um, threatened to shoot this Jewish community, um, this Jewish community center in Ohio. His name is James Patrick Reardon. He's booked in the jail on Saturday on telecommunications harassment and one count of aggravated menacing. A um, couple of things that I've found being local here is one, it looks like he's going to get out on, they put him at bond of 250000 where he only has to put, 10% down, which is only 25000 So it looks like he's going to get out on bond, which is interesting. It's interesting that they, they're they trying to fight the bond because it's technically only charged these two things I said, the telecommunications harassment and aggravated menacing are only misdemeanors. They're not even fel- um, felonies. They're not even so felonies. The, wow. So his lawyer is trying to argue that 250000 okay, is excessive. These people are planning on committing mass murder and they have already confessed to doing that, correct? Right. 
Well, I don't know if he's confessed, uh, but he's pleaded. I think he pleaded not guilty. But um, okay. But, but according to their like, manifestos, or right, well, not manifestos. Well, I, I, these guys, I hate yeah, when exactly, people say that. to the things that they put on their on their blog exactly. and on their right. websites and, on, and all of that. Right. According to their own testimonials, correct? Right. Exactly. And an interesting thing about this Patrick Weird guy that the threat or the Jewish Queen, we had a great story. I mean, like I said, um, I'm lucky to be local here in, in one sense of the word, I guess, where um, we had a paper, uh, an article in our in our local paper. One of our local writers for our local paper had met this guy twice before. Once when he was a college student for Youngstown State University, he was on their news team there and their videography team. And they had back here when Trump was running, they um, he came to the uh, Canfield Fair. It's a big deal here. It happens Labor Day weekend every every year here. It's coming up in two weeks here, and it's a, it's a big thing. Everyone comes around. It's a very well publicized thing. It's a big event, and so he came to the Canfield Fair when he was running back in 2015, and of course the local Republican Party. Um, as an offshoot, just to, just as, as an offside story, um, they to help f- raise funds. They were selling five dollars a brick to build a wall at the Canfield Fair. They were building a little <laughs> fake brick and fake thing to make money for the Republican <laughs> Party, which I wanted to kick that wall in so bad. Right. That's another story. But anyway, oh, what this, a joke! This, this James Patrick Reardon was there at the Trump rally there and started talking to this reporter. And talking about um, very right-wing things. And it turns out this guy was actually went down to Charlottesville as part of the white supremacy movement. And so this reporter interviewed him down there about that. And they, were, they thought it, he was so controversial at the time that they killed the story and didn't run the story here in the local paper. So the guy has had some of these extremist views for a long time now. And was kind of wow. known by one of these reporters, so it was very interesting. So this thing has hit close to home for me twice now within ten days of homegrown shooters. So this stuff can really happen anywhere, even in little old Northeast Ohio. Believe it or not. Yep. Crazy there's, stuff. There's these there's these lonely geeky guys all over the place. They're all over the place. Um, there you go. And. I, I say, you know, guys because and white guys uh, because we've hardly ever had a woman be a mass shooter and we've hardly ever had a black person or a person of color be a mass shooter. It's almost right. always white young dudes. So who are, you know, who have been ostracized in one way or another um, by their friends and relatives. And, you know, they're, they're lonely. So, you know, you know, part of me feels really, really bad for these guys, but you cannot go around shooting up a whole bunch of people because you're lonely. You just, it's not the way this works. Go to a bar. And again, there are no domestic terrorism laws as of now. There are no domestic terrorism. That's why they have to do these little misdemeanor laws and, they try we to find out. They try to find these little stupid laws, which is not right. Terrorists. They, they obviously <laughs> exist. You know, Timothy McVeigh, uh, Oklahoma City bomber. 
you can keep going. Uh, what's it say? Uh, Columbine, uh, freaking uh, the, the Aurora Theater, uh, Orlando Shooter. Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, there are all these guys that are right. are born here. So, born here, raised here. All right, we're going to take a break there. It's uh, 31 after. We'll play out with uh, talking about these bad boys. This is You're an Animal by Matt Stern. Listen, standing on my soapbox, give us a call back, 347-989-0126. We're here for about 25 more minutes. Be back in just a little bit.
All righty, and we are back. That was Matt Stern with your an animal. Guys, you listen to Standing on My Soapbox. Give us a call for the next uh, 20 minutes here, 347-989-0126. Um, yeah, we haven't gotten a call awesome. in a while. I know. We're kind of three four seven ninety nine zero one two six. But then again, we weren't on last week, so that could be what I because we got a call the week before that. So. Yep, we did. It's just I'm missing it. I'm missing our callers. Exactly. All right. Well, unfortunately, we still have lots more violence to talk about after these uh, the nice. people in my area and stuff going on. I mean, this past weekend we have these. Uh, Proud Boys. I haven't really heard of the Proud Boys before. I guess they were maybe part of Charlottesville back in the day. I'm not sure. But they're kind of popping up again. They had back a in the day. That was only two years ago. Showdown between yeah, exactly. Between um Proud Boys and Antifa in Portland, Oregon, where I used to live. Uh right. happened this past weekend. Relatively um tame as far as both sides coming together. Um Antifa, if you don't know, is stands for anti-fascist, which you think would be a good thing. We we say we don't have a fascist country, so you think a group of anti-fascists right. would be good, but they kind of tend to do it to the nth degree with a little bit of violence. And uh, um, well, they, the thing is, to, the thing is, the way the way the government's looking at it, right? Our government is currently looking at it. They're gonna they're trying to put all these laws into place about Antifa, and and it's like anybody who just like I, I could be considered being anti-fascist because I'm anti-fascist. So why well, would I? It should I... be a bad thing. That's what I was saying. I don't. I, can't, I don't yeah. see it as being a bad thing. Like I don't but... want fascism in my country, but but I'm not a part of Antifa. I don't even understand what you know. I mean, it's like they're a group. It should just be a mentality. Well, supposedly they're a loosely organized movement of left-wing activists and self-described anarchists. So um, I don't know if they, they have the right term as Antifa. Maybe they yeah. be called something else. But these Proud Boys, they're self-identified as Western chauvinists, and they've been designated a hate group by the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. But they're mostly wow. white supremacists, the Proud Boys. So um, right. it's... They kind of had this little doing portal. I guess one of them, um, I guess it was a Proud Boy sentenced to something last week for uh, a problem they had up in, um, I think it was, I got to see if I can find it here. I'm not sure exactly where it was. Uh, oh, New York in the Upper East Side. He was uh, a group of Proud Boys were convicted Monday, uh, yesterday of attempted gang assault attempted assault and riot for their role in a brawl with Antifa last fall on the Upper East Side. So that was, uh, they beat four Antifa protesters back then in October of last year. So right. that's that's where this started. Now there's meeting again in Portland, which were, it was a little more tame. There was no violence in Portland. But uh, these Proud Boys said they're coming back every weekend. The mayor of Portland is not happy. They're not happy with it. So we'll see right. how that goes with these Supposedly, Proud Boys are going to come back to protest every week. So we'll see if Antifa shows up each week. So we have huh. that kind of hate in the news. And then if we want to move on, we can talk about hate in Israel and denying two of our sitting Congress people access to Israel. 
because There's hate all over the world. Our president tweeted People that they shouldn't hating. let him in. Can you believe that the president of the United States asked a foreign country to bar two of to our own our representatives yeah. from entering yeah. to, to yeah. an ally country of all things? Right. Um, it just—it's the most mind-boggling thing that I've ever seen. And he is just, as he does with everything, he's doubling down and tripling down on it, saying that these guys, these, of course, it's Rashida Tlaib and um, what's the other girl's name? Uh, Representative. Uh, wow. Il- Ilhan I, I Omar. Ilhan Omar. Yeah, Omar. So, yeah, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Um, Omar right. of Minnesota, Tlaib of Michigan. They were scheduled to visit next week. Uh, Israel were originally supporting it. They were coming here. Now they're condemning it, saying they should have gone as part of the bipartisan task force, but they're upset that they were going to meet with pro-Palestinian groups because they're both pro-Palestinian state. And like a lot of people said, if if they have these problems with Israel, they can learn from it on these things. It's, it's as much a learning for the Congress people as it is for the people of Israel to understand what they're learning from. That's what these are called fact-finding missions. Our Congress people go on fact-finding missions all the time, and to deny them that from learning either way, whether they're correct or not, is just a totally undemocratic thing to do from the president of our United States. I just do not understand it. It's, uh, it's, it, I don't know, it just, it just, and then today, of course, like you talk about doubling and tripling down, uh, the president is talking to the Oval Office and says anybody who is Jewish who would vote Democratic is showing a great disloyalty to their religion, and they're either have a total lack of knowledge or greatly disloyal about an entire religion. And the guy doesn't know uh, when to be quiet. I, I, I thought there was a separation of church and state. I'm not sure how religion actually applies to all of this. We're supposed to be thinking logically, not not like, you know, what some book says as far it's, as our laws uh, are concerned. Right. We, we so are just how, how is it voting? If you're voting Democrat, you know, are you going against one religion or another? That's what he says. That's what he's saying. Okay. Saying Not sure exactly how are... that works. I, I, the, you know, the 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 the, um, the the conflict in in Palestine and in Israel has been going on for um, the history of man. Uh, that area uh, of Sumeria uh, is is uh, was has always been a, a conflict, and it's always been because of religious beliefs. So I I I I don't really I, I'm I, I'm kind of like why can't we let them handle it? They've been doing it, and why do we need to support one way or another? Right. No, I mean, and it's definitely not. It's not our war. I mean, and it's caused us. Right. That's what's caused all the problems with Iran and everything else. I mean, we've got in the middle of it now. I, I think we're so embedded. It's hard for us to get out of now. I wish I was more knowledgeable on it because I don't study Middle East politics. But right. uh, it's, it seems to me that these Middle East, Middle East politics 
have been going on for a very, very long time. A long, longer long, than we long become time. A country. Yeah, longer than the United States has actually been a country. I mean, it's 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 thousands of years that there has been a conflict between Israel and Palestine. So, I, you know, I'm I'm still I'm and they haven't been able to resolve it not the entire time. So I, I'm kind of you know I, I don't know how to how to help them and I don't know how I you know it's like I I'm not sure we should actually be involved at all. And once again, it's religion. I, all these made-up stories about these made-up people, and then we're, you know, why can't we just stick to logic? And and if you're going to be religious, every single book out there, at least the ones that I've read, because um, I've read uh, uh, the Torah, I've read the Koran, and I've read the Bible. And I've read translations, obviously. I mean, well, you have to read a translation of the Bible because it was actually written in Arabic. So um, you, you got these translations, and every single one of them says, love your neighbor, says, appreciate your neighbor for their beliefs. Right. It doesn't say anything about going and attack these people. Yeah, it's... It, it's um... You need to keep out of religion. I mean, it's just it's it's not going to it's not going to end well in family discussions or geopolitical discussions. Um, no, I think you, we actually have to have have more of a discussion. Uh, you know, I'm glad that I'm not I'm not glad that he's bringing it up. But everybody, you know, that's what we've all been told throughout our entire lives. Like. We can't at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, talk about these certain things. And it's because everybody's got their opinions and it gets really heated. And we're, you know, we have to talk about these things. Otherwise, we get to the point where we're at now, where we're, we have, you know, a lot of Christianity in the White House, and a lot of Christianity in our government. And it's like, you know, it has no place there. We all have to think logically right. about the things that are actually happening right here, right now, at this moment, and deal with them, human to human, on an individual basis. Even though that's not what democracy actually is, that's more socialism. Um, but you know, because democracy is about a majority. But you can't have a majority that's all really. It's it's like a cult. It's it's a cult if if you have a religion that I and mean, isn't that what we call these these groups, you know what what do we have Waco Texas for and and all of that if if, if it's not cultish, and that's kind of what this whole I I don't want to say his name but 45's whole whole even these there's the campaign rallies right now, it's it's all cultish, and once again he's calling out religion and so am I, on this. But he's doing it the reverse. It's like you, you shouldn't be voting Democrat if you're Jewish, because then you're not voting along your faith. He shouldn't be voting along your faith. You should be voting for the right, the correct politician, for the job. Right, and for the good of your country. The, yeah, exactly. the correct representative. You shouldn't. You should, can't be voting along your faith. God told you to. What? Because Allah told somebody else to do this. Zeus told somebody else to do that. And I'll bring up. Should I bring up Satan? Because he's a god. Satan told me to do this. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, you were just finishing watching Lucifer, weren't you? Exactly. Uh huh. 
He's a god. No, I, he is. He's a, actually that was the whole part of this last season that he's actually an angel must rule hell because they were trying to get yep. someone else to rule hell, but Lucifer is only good because an angel has to. He's just a fallen angel. So. Uh, yep. He started out as an angel, though. That was part of this season. All right, we only have about 10 minutes, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll finish up a little pop culture here of things going on and things we missed. Um, of course, we'll talk about everyone passing away, and we lost Peter Fonda, Easy Rider. Um, yeah. Over the weekend. Yeah, Peter so, Fonda died. Not a part of, of course, an amazing family, legacy family. His dad, uh, Henry Fonda, his sister, Jane Fonda. He wrote um, and starred in Easy Rider, won an Academy Award nomination. I don't believe he won, but I think he got an Academy Award nomination for it. Uh, right. That was That's one of the most iconic movies. It was put into, like, uh, one of the top 25 important movies of our time, I think. So it was uh, very counterculture at the time, but it was an iconic movie. So right. big, uh, going to miss yeah, it. Yeah, they did that on a much really, later. really, really low budget, too. They did that movie right. on a really low budget. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know, and especially, you know, now he's dead. I can't really, I don't, I don't want to bash a dead guy. Um, or tell anything false about him because I never met him and I never I never really knew. But when I was living in Hollywood, wait, you know what? Hold on a second, dude. Okay, I'll go on to. We'll come back to Peter Fonda in just a couple of minutes. Um, my next story I want to talk about um, is Matrix. The Matrix turns Sorry twenty that, this technical, year. Technical technical difficulties. That's all right. Okay. That. So, what's your Peter Fonda story? Uh, that he, when I was living in in Hollywood, at one point, I actually had the opportunity. Somebody turned to me and said, "Did you want to buy one of the Harley Davidsons from Easy Rider?" And then I found out that it was one of the ones that he had made up, and it wasn't actually one of the ones from from Easy Rider, but. He would do stuff like that, supposedly. I I don't know. I don't know for sure. Where he would make up the you know make up a bike to look like the Easy Rider bike, and then turn around and and sell it as if it were the Easy Rider bike. So wow. you know, I, and, and all he's got to do is say, yeah, it was just on the set. You know, I mean, that's, that's all you have to do. It, it, not that it was actually seen in the movie. So. But, right. uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to bash a bad guy, and he is not around to defend himself. Anybody out there bought one of those bikes from him? <laughs> so, That'd be interesting they to find call out. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. My good buddy Terry Ray, an actor who lives in Palm Springs now, he had a great um, Peter Fonda story to say over the weekend. He was at some kind of an industry thing, uh, filming or whatever, and – uh, all of a sudden, this guy tapped him on the shoulder and said, I heard, of, I asked who I should be meeting at this party, and they said I should meet you. You're the one to talk to. And it was Peter Fonda. And so he ended up carrying on a conversation all night long with my buddy Terry. So Terry and Peter, he has a great picture nice. of the two of them together. And, yeah, so it was, it was very flattering for him, and it was a great remembrance uh, for him. So that was kind of kind of cool. 
so anyway, Peter Fonda will be missed. We still have Jane Fonda as the sole survivor, and she's still looking good, man. For uh, as old as all, I think she's like seventy-eight now or something, isn't she? At least. Yeah, she's she's pretty old, but yeah, she does look good. For still working. Grandma. I mean, absolutely. Uh, working still does. She's eighty-one years old. Oh my gosh, eighty-one wow. years old. That is crazy. 37. Yeah. Wow. 81 years old. Um, good for her. I mean, still doing Grace and Frankie and all the other stuff. Yeah. But I was saying when you had technical difficulty, I was going to go on to something. We come back to Peter. Since you came back to Peter, um, the Matrix turns 20 this year. It was just announced today that stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are going to sign on for a new picture to come out next year. Another a third um, sequel to The Matrix. Was that uh, a show that you liked at all? I was never a huge Matrix fan. Uh, Yeah, I I love The Matrix. Um, I I loved it when it came out. It's still my favorite. Not the next two. Not the Matrix Revolutions and the other one. They're garbage. If they they make a third, I don't even know. It's garbage. Um, no, this is going to be the so, third one. Yeah, this will be the third. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, this will be the third one. The uh, second one, Matrix Revolution, was just garbage. Um, and it really had nothing to do with the storyline of, of we wanted to see something really happen. Like he was, you know, telling the world that they could be free. And right. we wanted to actually see that happen. So, and that's not where they went with the Matrix Revolution. So, yeah, I yeah, really I, liked I, Hugo Weaving, the I, actor that played the bad guy in the first one. So I did enjoy right. the first one, but I guess it is the second one I didn't enjoy. The Hugo guy, he's an amazing actor, I think. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed yeah, him. Yeah, the guy, the, the agent. Right. Yeah, right. he's really good. No, they had a great cast. I, I think the the entire cast at that time was was perfect. I'm I'm not necessarily a big Keanu Reeves fan. Um I did. I don't know if I told you about this. I saw, I saw this thing about him. Uh, what is it? Wick, the the the, move, the new movie that he's in, uh, where he has to do a lot of uh, firearms. He, uh, he has to shoot a lot of guns, and he was okay. going through some training. Wait, hold on a second, dude. All right, we got more technical difficulties, so he'll be back in just a second. So we're talking Keanu Reeves. Sorry, man. I am, I am going through different zones here, and, and I can't – like my – my uh, it's too hard to explain. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Keanu had to for the uh, – for the – what's Wick? What's the – I can't think of the name of the new movie. I think it's Wick, but Jason go ahead. Wick. Just tell the story. I it, it, he he's on. You can see him on video, and you can see him on like YouTube. He uh, he is absolutely amazing and is breaking records at the shooting range that he's at. And he's absolutely amazing at firearms. And he, he was shooting different types of things in a, in a different you know uh, in an allotted amount of time. And uh, he shot like a nine millimeter. Then he shot a. Uh, uh, AK, and then he shot a uh, shotgun, and it was all in like 15 seconds. And he nailed every single target that he needed to nail. And it was just, uh, you know, as opposed to the targets that are, because there is pop-up targets that he's not supposed to shoot. 
as opposed to some right. of the pop-up targets that, that he's supposed to shoot, and nailed every single one. And just in a, in a, in like, and he had like 15 seconds, and he did it in like 12. It was crazy amount of time. So was that for, for the new John Wick of, movie that came out? Was that yeah, the John yeah, Wick yeah. movie That's that came exactly out? That's exactly what I'm talking okay. about. The John Wick. All yeah. right. That he's he's gone wow. through some extensive training for this film, and he probably you know he probably all along has been. Um, uh, training like this, but but some ex- some seriously extensive training to the point where he's an expert shot, and it's it's really cool to see him actually do that. Where in the past, for a lot of roles, for you know where Keanu is concerned, I'm I'm always like he's 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 Bill and Ted in every single role. He's just Keanu. He's just whoa. I mean, he even did that in the Matrix. So, you know, I, 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 I've never been a big fan of his, um, but, uh, but as far as the way he is preparing for a role, I, I find it really interesting that maybe he's now growing into actually being a serious actor, you know, I mean, a really, right. really serious right, yeah. artist. No, I, he's got some, uh, some actually good buzz for his last couple of works, and he has become uh, a, a very professional actor at the very least so yeah that's great right. to hear i like that very cool yeah all right we're running out of time here we got to wrap it up um last thing they do have a new they do have a new title for the new james bond movie daniel craig returns as 007 in no time to die it'll be out in the uk on april of next year um i think april 3rd on an april 8th here in the u.s so I like myself a good Bond film. I like myself a good Bond villain and a good Bond theme song. So we will end it on there today for our uplifting moment of the day. Thanks for tuning in, guys and gals. Give us a call tomorrow. We'll be back at 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Let's play out with a little timing what it used to be because we are flying through these shows, my friend. This has been quick again. Wow. Thanks for playing. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye-bye. Peace.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.